Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast with me, Gary McGowan, and my co-host, Mr. Patrick Farrell. As you guys know, if you listen to the podcast regularly um, or you've been keeping up on our social media, we did recently hire a new coach, Mr. Lee Hand. Delighted to have Lee on board. And that means that we have even more online coaching space available now. So if you are interested in our online coaching service and you want to take the information provided in these podcasts and make it as personal as possible in application, then the online coaching one-to-one could be the service for you. So you can check out more information about that below in the description box. And that is the sales done. Let's get into this week's topic or Q&A topic rather. And the question this week is, should we, so for some context, the last couple of weeks, we have been talking a lot about cardio. So we talked about the implementation of general cardiovascular training protocols. And then what we also talked about was whether or not cardio is actually compulsory. So it kind of makes sense then to answer when you should do your cardio after that. So should you do it before your weight training or after your weight training, assuming that you have to do both together? Because obviously the ideal would be like, oh yeah, just separate them. But like, that's not practical for a lot of people. So that is this week's question. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really smart question. Um, but it's also something that potentially people don't question. They just do what they've always been told to do. And that can look like a, a number of things. That can look like someone just doing their cardio before resistance training, um, which has pros and cons. And it can look like someone just doing their cardio after resistance training, which again has pros and cons, right? So I suppose the first thing to consider is what you said there and whether you should do them together or separate them entirely, right? Now, when we look at any of the, actually, when we look at this question, we want to look at it from the perspective of what is the actual goal? Like, what are we actually trying to achieve by doing resistance training? And then what are we trying to achieve by doing cardiovascular training? Because if you don't know the goal and you're just, you know, ticking the boxes, so to speak, with just, oh, I just do my cardio training or I just do my resistance training, you can potentially set yourself up to not really achieve a huge amount in terms of what you want to do. Um, not necessarily you won't get what get where you want to be, but it may take you longer because of the approach you've taken, right? And what I mean by that is there is potentially some interference between these two aspects. There's some interference between the resistance training adaptations, especially as it relates to strength gain and muscle gain, and then also the cardiovascular adaptations, especially as it relates to um we'll say the uh, endurance side of things, you know, and uh, obviously if you get closer to uh, the same energy system use as you would be using in resistance training, like say, for example, you do your resistance training and then you do something more like high intensity interval style training, which is more similar to your resistance training. There's potentially less of a, an interference effect than if you did, you know, something completely different energy system wise and you did your resistance training and then, you know, you went for an hour run, you know? Um, so we have to take into account a lot. However, I actually don't think to discuss this, we actually need to cover a lot because it, the ultimate determinant of what we're, what the, the, the answer to this question is, is what are we trying to achieve and where do, I, where do our priorities lie, right? And that will give you the biggest indication as to how you should structure your training program overall because you will be able to decide where your priorities actually are and as a result allocate your resources uh, effectively right and what i mean by this is if your main goal is to improve your cardiovascular fitness then it probably makes more sense to prioritize that than your resistance training you know and if your goal is to prioritize you know getting stronger and you're changing your body composition perhaps and 
it probably makes more sense to prioritize your resistance training, right? And ultimately, that is going to be the biggest determinant of all of this. However, we can't just ignore the fact that there is obviously a lot of potential issues that crop up depending on the approach that we take, right? For example, if we do cardiovascular training first, that could potentially make our resistance training less effective and potentially, sorry, I'm just throwing stuff around here. It could potentially make it um, potentially more injurious. And what I mean by that is, you know, you could do a cardiovascular training program and go into that resistance training program fatigued now, right? So you're somewhat depleted and that could potentially increase your risk of injury, especially if you start doing stuff that are fatiguing in and of themselves, like say squats or something like that, you know? Now, how big of an issue is that for you and for your overall, you know, physiology, makeup, biomechanics, etc.? You know, that is a very individualized thing, you know? You might be an individual that can do 20, 30 minutes of cardio training and then go straight into a heavy leg workout and have no issues. However, you might also be an individual that the fatigue that you've accumulated during that 20, 30 minutes of cardio now leads you to have poor technique when you are resistance training. And that could potentially lead to issues immediately or potentially long-term like down the line, you know? So we have to take that into account. We have to really look at not only what we're trying to prioritize, but then also how we are structuring our training around that priority, you know, because it might make more sense if you are going to do your cardio first, for example, to change the style of training that you do to achieve the goal that you're doing, perhaps work in either safer ranges for you or stuff that has a bit more uh, stability because you're taking into account that you're coming into this workout fatigued already. Again, it could also look like, you know, you're managing fatigue, like we've talked about before with the training program in, in terms of maybe using, you know, reps in reserve, you're using a lower or sorry, a higher reps in reserve, you know, when you're doing that workout, because you know, you've already come into that workout fatigued and effectively it comes down to fatigue management then. So not only are we looking at it from the perspective of what is the priority? Like, what are we trying to achieve? We're also looking at it from the perspective of if we do prioritize one or the other, then we have to realize that that does impact the, the setup of the other. You know, if we do say we're doing cardiovascular training as a priority, then we have to come into it with the perspective that that's going to influence our resistance training practices, right? Same vice versa. If we're saying resistance training is our priority, then that is going to influence our cardiovascular protocols, you know, and, you know, how we set that up, you know? So do you mind to add to that, Gary? Um, yeah. So like, like one of the things that, that, that kind of hit me a while back was that, right. First of all, like most of us that have this discussion, should I do cardio before or after weights? Like we generally coming from the perspective that, oh, well, weight training is obviously like our baseline. Like that's the goal. Like our goal is obviously to just be strong and, and to build muscle, et cetera. And cardio is kind of a supplement to that. However, I heard a while back, um, Alex Hutchinson, he's the author of Endure and he's a, he's a runner and a sports scientist. He writes a lot about the kind of exercise science as, as it applies to endurance training. So I like reading his writings for that reason. Um, and he gave a different perspective to one that I would have thought about before. And that was that he, anytime he had kind of resistance training, like he basically said, he used to just do a little bit of circuit style resistance training. And he said, anytime he was um, putting that together with his running, he would all he would always um, do the the resistance training first, 
even though the run was actually his priority because he knew that if he ran first, he enjoyed running so much that uh, he wasn't going to do his res- resistance training after he'd rather do a bit of extra running. So like, that's probably like the opposite case to where a lot of people will be coming from when they listen to this podcast. So I think it is worth considering, you know, how, how your actual like behavior does kind of affect that. Because if you're someone that, you know, let's say you're only trying to do a little bit of cardio, but you know that when you get into the gym and you do your weights, you're far more likely to just hammer yourself and spend all your gym time on the weights, then maybe getting a bit of cardio before your workout could potentially be beneficial in that case. However, most of the time when people are interested in their strength and hypertrophy outcomes as their primary focus, I'm probably going to tell them to do their weight training first. Um, unless we're saying like, right, you're actually, we are, we're actually doing lots of heavy interval work that's really lower body focused. And I want you to be able to absolutely hammer out those intervals Then I might get you to do those at the start of the session um, so that you actually have more resources available. But like when people are just doing kind of casual, like moderate intensity, low intensity, steady state uh, cardio work, like it's just, it's not that demanding. Like putting it in after your workout, it's fine. Even if you are a bit tired, like one of the things I'll encourage some people to do to kind of counteract some of those effects is to, you know, if you have a scoop of whey or even a half scoop of whey and some sort of carbohydrate powder or a carbohydrate drink, if you can have that like sipping away while you're doing your cardio after your resistance training workout, that's going to basically take away any potential concerns of, you know, that affecting your muscle uh, your muscle gain outcomes or whatever. Because let's say you are doing an hour of steady state, like that's an hour you're adding on um, before having your protein feeding post-workout while continuing to, d- to dig into your energy stores. So you could definitely make a case that having some sort of um, nutrients in that window would be beneficial for your hypertrophy outcomes. Um, so yeah, they'd, they'd be some points that I just add on. Yeah, so again, like there's a lot of considerations to make with this. And again, like it, it, there is no right answer as a general rule, right? If excuse me, if you were to ask me for a general rule answer, I would probably say, you know, resistance training first and then do your cardiovascular work, right? And that's probably because resistance training offers you more bang for your buck in terms of progressibility, in terms of like you can just slowly over time add weights and that's a a good priority. However, it's a lot harder to progress cardiovascular training beyond a point um, unless you start increasing time, right? you know, obviously, obviously there is, of course, loads of methods and there's a lot of progress to be made until you get to that point, you know, um, but it does become some sort of a limiting factor where with resistance training, you can just always add a little bit more weight or, you know, uh, slow down the tempo or whatever. You know, we've talked about, you know, progression methods before. Um, so as resistance training is more progressible, I would generally prioritize that. And confounding the fact that doing resistance training is probably more beneficial for a lot of populations than doing uh, cardiovascular training. Not to say that like, you know, it's one or the other, like you should just do both. Um, but for a lot of people, you know, they, they get to a stage where strength is a limiting factor for them. And you could argue that, you know, doing aerobic work is probably the, the biggest determinant of long-term health. You know, I don't think anyone would disagree with that um but one of the biggest determinants of long-term health um but you also get a lot of 
aerobic adaptations and a lot of cardiovascular adaptations from doing resistance training as well. Whereas the flow isn't the same, the opposite way in terms of you don't necessarily get a huge amount stronger from doing uh, cardiovascular training. Whereas, you know, the flow does seem to work in terms of you get cardiovascular adaptations while doing resistance training, but you don't get resistance training adaptations while doing cardio, at least beyond a certain point. Like you're still going to get some hypertrophy of your, your leg muscles or your back, whatever muscles it is that are being used for that sporting activity or the cardiovascular activity even. Um, but beyond the point, it's like, well, for most cardiovascular activities, weight becomes an issue. So your body always kind of prioritizes not gaining extra weight if you are trying to really push your cardiovascular adaptation. So again, there's a lot of trade-offs, a lot of pros and cons to both. If you were to be like, go into my head, right, which one are you going to choose? I would say do resistance training first and then do your cardiovascular training afterwards. However, again, we do have to realize that there are going to be populations where that's not necessarily the the best approach. And, you know, if you are, say, for example, someone that is strong enough for your sport, you know, like you're already at the level of strength that's needed for you to be very successful in your sport, but your cardiovascular fitness is a limiting factor for your long-term progress, then I probably would prioritize cardiovascular stuff uh, at least until we get to that stage where you know your cardiovascular fitness is exactly where it needs to be for you to progress in your sport you know so we have to take that into account that you know for some people doing their 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 cardio first is going to be more beneficial than doing it after their workout because again like you said some people might not enjoy their cardio and it becomes limiting uh, becomes a limiting factor in their progress because they always skip doing cardio after they've done their resistance training. And um, so we have to take a lot of factors into account. Uh, for most people, I would just say do your, your cardio after your resistance training, um, unless you have a specific need or want, I suppose, uh, to do it before your resistance training. Because again, the flow through of you know, adaptations, you get some cardiovascular adaptations from resistance training and you don't necessarily get those resistance training benefits from cardiovascular training. And then also it's, especially if you're doing lower intensity uh, cardiovascular work, it's very easy to still put a, a high level of output in to that um, after you've done resistance training. And that's not necessarily true the opposite way, you know, you're not able to potentially not able to train very hard, you know, really progress your resistance training after you've done cardiovascular training and you're coming into that session with a bit more fatigue now as a result. Yeah. Like I think to be honest, a sound heuristic is like, if you're calling, if you call cardio, cardio, you can probably do it after. But if you, if it, if it is like genuinely like sports specific sprint training, like if you're doing like four by 400 meters <laughs> like do that before do that uh, you don't want to do that after a big heavy squat deadlift session like yeah you'll, you'll probably be fine but i mean if you're actually seeking performance outcomes and that's a totally different ball game so if you're coming at this from an athletics background or anything like that you'd be better off to do it to do that stuff um first um so yeah it really does depend on, on what the actual goal is but if you're just like i want to add in a bit of cardio get a bit fitter, maybe increase my energy expenditure so I have an easier time in body fat, then like doing it after is probably um, best case scenario at the time. Like, I don't know about you, but like personally, even though I care more about my like 
Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at the moment than I do about my resistance training. I still prefer to do weight training first before I do BJJ. Like if I was to choose what I want to do in the morning, what do I want to do in the evening, I'd rather do my weight training in the morning and do BJJ in the, in the evening. And I think that's probably because a lot of the time when you're doing things like cardio, you're doing some sports training that's not properly like max effort, like resistance training almost always ends up being um, more determined by your maximal force output than the other things do. So for example, in, in jujitsu, like there's many other fitness components that are coming together and skill components to determine your performance and your performance on the given day in training like isn't really that important. Um, whereas like with resistance training, if you're dropping your squat down from 140 for 10 to 120 for 10 because you trained earlier in the day i think that affects people way more you know because it's really numerical it's, it's all quantified whereas if you have a bad day at soccer training or jiu-jitsu or anything that you happen to to compete in you can it's kind of like oh yeah i didn't have a great day but it's not quantified it's not there in front of you whereas with ray training it's really there in front of you so i think that hits people a little bit more um so for most people who are really interested in weight training I would say just do it first, pop in your cardio after. And if you are concerned about potential muscle loss implications, then I would add in some sort of intro workout nutrition, whether that be during the first session um, during the interim between that and your cardio or simply sipping on it during your cardio. And that need would increase again if you're performing that in the morning fasted. So if you're performing fasted weight training, which you generally wouldn't recommend, but to be honest, I do it myself a lot of the time. I'm willing to accept the trade-off. Like, if you're, if you're doing that, like that's probably slightly suboptimal already to be doing weight training in a fasted um, condition versus having eaten before. But if you're then adding in extra time and extra exercise after weight training while still fasted, then that further compounds any potential trade-offs that are there. Now, that mightn't matter if you're a beginner or even if you're an intermediate who's like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of happy with how my training's going. But if you're trying to step things up a notch and you're actually worrying about these variables, then having some intra-workout nutrition there would, would probably be advisable, I think. Yeah, um, I think that actually just answers the question. Um, you know, Should you do your cardio before or after your weights? And uh, the answer is it depends. Um, I probably. would probably... 90, 95%, 97% of the time, just recommend do your cardio after your resistance training. If you or are separate. an athlete. Yeah, separate is the, the ideal. the ideal, but not always possible. Yeah. Um, as Gary said, if you are doing something like, which has a, a large skill component, then that might change things. Like if you are doing actual sprints, like actual sprinting, um, not just like sprints on a bike. And yeah. if you're actually sprinting, like running, um, you know, maybe you do want to do that before your resistance training um, just so you're not coming into those sprints fatigued because they are quite demanding. Um, but uh, unless it's a, a skill component you're trying to work on, unless it is a very sports-specific reason um, or unless you just enjoy doing your cardio first and that just sets you up for the workout, then I would just do it afterwards, you know? Like, yeah, you can do some beforehand, you know, as a kind of warm up, you know, get some calories burned, that's fine, whatever. But if you are doing like a, a 20 minute run before your workout, that's probably going to negatively affect the ability you have to progress your weights in, in the gym, doing your resistance training, you know? Um, whereas the opposite isn't necessarily true. If you do your resistance training first, and then you do your, your run, like, your, the <clears throat> the calorie expenditure or the level of intensity you can put into that 20 minute run isn't really affected by doing resistance training you know yep i would agree with that so 
other than that, I don't think we have really much else. Nothing to else add. to add. Nope. So as you guys know, if you'd like to engage more um, with our services or you'd like to just find out more about the information we're putting out, the newsletter is a good place to start. You can join that in the description box below. That goes out every Sunday. It includes all the content we've shared it throughout the week. It includes an exclusive article that doesn't go out anywhere else. And it includes recommended resources from around the internet, things that we have found to be helpful and things that you know might help you out. It's not always directly fitness related, but you know, being a complete individual is, is fairly recommended um, because life goes beyond the gym, believe it or not. Um, other than that, you can join the Triage Math community. That is our Facebook group. Free access, open access, get in there, ask us questions, share anything that you think others might be interested in. Um, if you want to send in training clips, we're more than happy to have a look at them. Um, so yeah, that is recommended as well. And then you can follow our other social media, including the basics, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You're going to find similar content in the newsletter. And then subscribe to the YouTube channel. So that does help us out, helps the videos reach more people and helps them seem relevant. And there's other content there that you won't find us kind of sharing on our, our Instagram or whatever, because obviously 20 minute videos don't fit on Instagram. Not very practical. If you'd like to take things up a notch, you'd like to get your own training really on track. You'd like to develop the skill set to be able to manage your nutrition and your training and your lifestyle in the long run. One-to-one coaching is probably your best call. As we mentioned at the start of the podcast, we do have availability there with myself, Hattie, and Lee. If you're interested in group online coaching, you'd like to, you know, get things in. You'd like to get things on track, but you you don't feel you necessarily need one-to-one online coaching, or you don't necessarily have the budget at the moment. Group online is a good service um, for you to get involved with to still get your training on track, get nutrition on track, get advice from us, um, get get feedback on your videos and stuff like that. There's male and females op- options available, and read long is in charge of the female group and both groups, you know, have good levels of engagement. Now, you know, people are getting more involved in terms of like asking questions, trying to get feedback on their videos. Um, and so that's something that you could avail of. And if that's not for you and you're like, look, I just want to learn a bit more. I want a program that's there in front of me, but I don't necessarily like, I don't need guidance from people. I'm, I'm a lone wolf, bro. The program templates and the beginner's guidebook is a good place to start. Even if you're a personal trainer and you know, you've done a PT cert, but you're kind of like, oh, I'm not sure what are the principles of training and nutrition and all that. The beginner's guidebook is actually a pretty good start because it's a good sweep ball of all the things that you need to be thinking about when it comes to nutrition, or when it comes to training and even some special population stuff. Like if you're thinking, um, I've got a client and they're 70 years old, are they able to weight train? You know, we've got stuff like that in there as well. We've got sample there, including programs for like, you know, training at home for training in the farmyard, you know, different, different ideas. And it can definitely inspire you to, to get on the training path. So that's the beginner's guidebook and the program templates. They're just program templates, multiple different program options in there. And again, they come along with thousands and thousands and thousands of words of information to inform you on why we try to make the decisions that we're making because that's ultimately what empowers you for the long run. So that is all of our services. And I have nothing else to add other than that it is in fact too easy. I literally have nothing else to add. So enjoy the rest of your week guys. Peace out.